0: You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains.
1: Good morning, this is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America. Today, I am excited to have a very wonderful friend And special guest here with me today. Al has done radio shows for years and so this is exciting to have you on, Al, and to have you share with us the art of healing. Al Garcia is a master herbologist and aromatherapist and he's the founder of the Herbs for Health stores across Utah. And today, Al, we just want you to say hello. We're excited to have you here and let's jump right in.
2: Well, thank you, Karen, for having me, and I'm more than happy to uh, share some of the art of healing with your listening audience, and thank you so much for for the invitation to share that.
1: Well, we're excited to have you here, and I want to hear this multifaceted approach that you have and all that you can share with us. I think right now, healing is so important as we... Have more time on our hands at home to really focus on some self-nurturing. So, please share with us your multifaceted approach for healing.
2: Well, people ask me all the time, you know, what does it take to be a healer, and um, what does uh, what's entailed in being a healer? And as I've considered that many times, all the many many years that I've studied healing and what it takes to help people to learn to health their self. uh, I've come to figure out there's about eight or 10 very, very important principles that you learn when it comes to the art of healing. And I put together a a wheel. uh, It's called the healer's wheel. And you might bring that up on the next slide and just show that heal, that particular slide. And it shows some of the principles of healing go to slideshow and just hit slideshow at the top and then the second one, there you go. And uh, in this uh, particular slide, what you're gonna find is that these are some of the principles starting with oxygen O2. You know, we have, a. will go in, in detail in these in just a minute, but I'll just kind of quickly share with you that we have a requirement to take in oxygen uh, every day in our lives, clean water, Uh, Most people are not aware of the importance of of keeping the body's pH, potential hydrogen, balanced between acid and alkaline. It's very, very easy in this country because of sugar to get acidic, and it causes lots of problems. We also have come to a time in our lives where we don't really even realize the difference between wholesome food and processed food. And so we have to now re educate people on the importance of wholesome food, live foods. One of the other aspects of healing is that negative emotions create negative hormones. And so we find that if you're not uh, being trained properly in your brain, that is very easy to become negative in today's society when there's so much negative being bombarded to us on radio, television, the media, social network. And we've got to be really smart to continue to program ourselves with positive thinking and uh, good affirmations and meditation and prayer and those things that people uh, believe in to help them keep emotionally happy. Uh, Love is not an option. Love is a requirement. We've learned that from science, from the animal world, from nature, and that if you don't feel loved, then you it's very easy to develop low self-esteem and even hatred uh, to mankind. And so, love is not an option; it's a requirement. We'll talk about that again. We also learned from the movie *The Titanic* that moderate temperature is the basis to life. We cannot get hypertensive, uh, and we can't—I mean, uh, hypothermia or hy- uh, hyperthermia. We have to maintain. A moderate temperature or we start having some problems. So again, we'll talk about that in in great length here in a little bit. Uh, elimination is another secret of the art of healing is you have to have proper elimination. And most of us have five channels to eliminate. We have the colon, the urinary system, our skin, our endocrine glands, and our lungs. And all of those areas uh, have to be regulated properly or we start getting toxic internally. Uh, we all know that sunlight is not an option and that uh, we, our body manufactures vitamin D by getting sunlight. Uh, when I was in the military, one of the forms of torture was to put POWs in a, in a dark cell, just in a dark
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: basement cell, and that in itself is torture because without light, you become depressed pretty easily. And uh, you want to give up pretty quickly, probably a month or two, without sunlight. And then another uh, impact to healing is the fact that we all have genetic differences. We all have different strengths, different weaknesses, different DNA uh, uh, factors that we're born with. And so genetics does play a key role. But I will remind you that genetics is only about 16% versus 56% is lifestyle. So we really need to focus on our lifestyle and the impact it has. And last but not least to the art of healing is sleep. Uh, Sleep also requires that we um, uh, maintain good sleep. So it's very, very important that uh, we have that factor of sleep involved in our knowledge and our understanding of sleep. So these are some of the things we want to talk about, the healer's art, and you will become a very good healer if you'll consider some of these things when you're helping people get well in your household. And uh, you know, on Karen's program here and, and my program, we all believe in making a healer in every home. And so our goal here today is to help you learn some of the principles that it takes to become a good healer in your own home. You housewives and fathers that want to raise children and families and treat them yourself. You know, I I have a belief in my home that we can treat our family about 90% of the time. And then occasionally when you have to go to the dentist or or get your eyes uh, checked or something, those are things that require professionals. So we do believe in both self-care and professional care. So uh, I try to do as much as I can at home with these concepts right here.
1: Well, I love this because this is so preventative too. And as people, if you're out there taking notes, if you're in a place where you can do it, there's 11 points that Al's talking about today. The oxygen, the O2, uh, so much of disease can't live where there is plenty of oxygen. So getting oxygenation to our cells and then the water and Al, what do you suggest? What are your feelings about water? I know that you've had, you know, a big, huge, beautiful distillation source in your herbs for health stores through the years. What is your your most preferred type of water? Because all oh. waters are not equal.
2: That's right. All waters are not equal. And today, with technology moving as fast as it is, we not only have you know, tap water, we have alkaline water, we have reverse osmosis water, we have carbon filtered water, we have charcoal filtered water, we even have simple little fabric Brita filters, we have uh, hydrogen uh, machines that can create higher hydrogen to water today. So there's a lot of different forms and I'll tell you what we have a couple slides on this so let's save that for just a minute and we'll uh, we'll get to that.
1: Absolutely. You know, al we we have a few minutes left and I I really want everybody to know your fascinating story because you were in the army, came out and had a decision to make and and really chose a course of healing. For those of you who know al Garcia, you know what an amazing healer in his home and in his community and in the world he is. And for me, that who's followed Al for so many years, I have been the beneficiary. I have been, I have received so many blessings by knowing you, Al, and by the knowledge and the expertise that you have gained. And so much of this is self, self-propelled uh, education. Um, tell us some of the things that you are an expert at.
2: Well, I always tell everybody, I'm a nobody. I'm just a, an individual who had a very big interest in alternative healing and i studied herbology iridology kinesiology on my own and so uh, you know nowadays there's no uh, there's no glory in being an herbologist but uh, i find that uh, being in tune with nature is really where it's at i have no big degrees in nutrition or anything like that um, but I have a taught and trained lots of naturopaths and worked with lots of integrated physicians and people that know a lot about health. And I've spent about 35 years just working on alternative health techniques and modalities that would help my family in particular and the people that I work with in my community.
1: Something that I love about you is you grew up in a home with a mother who totally raised her children on natural means to heal and to prevent and in the next
2: natural karen it was too natural if we had a headache we got an enema uh, so by the time we were three we would we would not even admit to a
1: headache (laughs) just go run in the other direction oh my gosh well i love this mother of yours and i love your family i love vance and this is exciting to see how you are blessing the world changing the world helping to create a healer in every home. And we're going to be right back after the station break with more from Al Garcia on a healer in every home. We're so excited to be here with you, Al. And thank thank you, thank you so much.
0: From sea to shining sea and beyond, you're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and joy coach, Karen Lynn Grant.
1: This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America interviewing Al Garcia, who's talking to us about 11 points of health to help you to become a healer in your own home. Al, take it away.
2: Okay, some of the symptoms of toxic water would be, of course, vomiting, diarrhea, stomach aches, skin rashes. And so if you in your local area want to test your water for hardness, there's a little meter you can buy for $10 from Amazon called a TDS, Total Dissolved Solid Meter. And that meter will tell you how much solids is in your area in the water. And like I say, there's a list of about 20 things it could probably be. And so we want to make sure we're not dealing with trihalomethanes, chloroforms, a lot of inorganic calcium. That's that white stuff that's on the shower wall or in the bottom of your pans when you finish uh, boiling some soup or tea. That stuff is really harsh on our system. And so we don't want inorganic organic compounds. We want to eat organic compounds. We'll talk about that when we go to wholesome food. Let's talk about another challenge that we have. Um, The solution to uh, good water is, of course, to to know how to filter it and what the good filters are. We mentioned those earlier, but we want to do things that prevent underground contamination. We want to do things like don't use chemical things in your toilet bowl and don't do things that uh, hurt Uh, the ground like pesticides and herbicides and things like that. If you flush medicines down the toilet, those are things that make their way back to the water treatment plants. Now let's talk about pH balance because pH is a very important thing that isn't considered much by our medical system. And yet it's a very, very important principle in every type of clear water uh, concept. Everything from a swimming pool to a hot tub to a to a freshwater lake to a backyard koi pond to your body. Every cell in your body has water. And, and the uh, pH balance scale goes one to 14. So this question says, what's the optimal pH? Looking at this from zero to 14, from acid to alkaline, we want to maintain a neutral pH, potential hydrogen balance. And that answer would be C, okay? So we want to maintain a 7.0 average pH scale. And the way you test that, go to the next slide, is there's a little kit that you can buy. And uh, when you don't have uh, the proper pH balance, your body has the tendency in this country to go acidic. Now, in other countries, they tend to go alkaline when they eat too much. Uh, fruits and vegetables and acidic uh, foods, uh, they I mean, excuse me, in this country, we eat too much acidic food would be sugar and meat. But in other countries, they might get a little bit to the alkaline side and not feel well. The next slide shows you what happens and some of the symptoms when you go out of balance either way. Hey, remember, we want to stay green in the middle. And that middle has an optimum of about 6.5 to 72 uh, otherwise, we start experiencing some of these symptoms. Go to the next slide.
1: Okay, so Al, I just really want to quickly uh, tell them how can. Okay, here you go. The the pH dipsticks. Okay, this good. is
2: it. So you buy some pH test strips, and there's lots of companies, and you can probably buy these at the pharmacy. Um, you, know, you know, pharmacies sell these pH test sticks for about thirty dollars. I can get them for about seven or eight dollars. Uh, from another company. And so you want to set up a wholesale account where you buy these yourself. Uh, They're very cheap, but they're very important. All your children, your husband, your wife, everybody should be testing themselves. And you have two types of tests. You have a saliva test that tests prior to eating food, and you have a urine test, which is after your body has slept all night, dumped all its toxins to your kidneys, gone back to your blood, to your bladder, and then you urinate it and you test your urine in the morning, only in the morning, okay? So what's the solution? Check your pH devils daily. Start your day with a tall glass of water and a hint of lemon or mineral drops because that is a neutralizer. That keeps you balanced. Eat more dark green veggies. Get more exercise. Don't take in alcohol. Add, alcohol is very acidic, like three. It's, it's like drinking battery acid, <laughs> Add a teaspoon of baking soda to water if you have that problem of coffee and alcohol, because baking soda is alkalinity. Reduce your intake of acid foods because acid foods. If you fall in love with acid foods, uh, you know tomatoes and and a lot of these foods that are acidic, and you just love them, love them, love them three times a day, you you will get acidic uh, uh, cells. Herbal cleanses clean your liver, your kidneys, your spleen, your colon. Those herbal cleanses can. Get you back to neutral. And of course, we said we'd mention wholesome foods. Wholesome foods are living foods. And so we want to make sure you're having organic live food. Go ahead, next one. So living food is the concept. Violators of wholesome nutrition would be donuts and bread and pizza and artificial food and dead food. That's the violators of that uh, food. So we want to make sure that, that we don't have this problem of having symptoms of poor nutrition, low energy, anxiety, depression, brain fog, abdominal bloating, excessive weight, joint pain, all of these things, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. This is basically symptoms of poor nutrients uh, intake. So again, how can we test that? So which are the best foods? Uh, What are best, fresh or frozen foods? What would you say?
1: Well, fresh, absolutely. Yeah,
2: fresh, of course, because normally it's organic and has all the vitamins and minerals and fibers that we need. Frozen has been compromised by being blanched. And when you blanch food, you, you kill the enzymes that make it decay. So consequently, when you bring it out of the freezer and you reheat it, you're even taking it down more. So you go from about 100% fresh to 80% nutrient uh, just because you're missing enzymes. What's better, frozen or canned? And, of course, you all know that if frozen is compromised 20%, canned is compromised more because we've heated it, we've bottled it, we've added salt or sugar, we've left it in a pantry for a year, we bring it out and heat it again, microwave it or cook it. I mean, we're talking now that canned food is reduced to hardly anything. What's better, canned or dehydrated? Well, I hope you pick dehydrated because dehydrated is simply the air, it's been air dried and it hasn't been violated with sugar, salt and uh, uh, long-term duration with uh, preservatives and things like that. What's better, dehydrated or refined? I hope you pick dehydrated because refined is grain that was processed years ago, probably left in a silo and then ground up into flour and that was left forever. So if you can't get good organic food, the next best thing is just like we send an astronaut to space, the solution is to take food-based organic vitamins, not synthetically derived vitamins, but food-extracted herbs, vegetables, fruits that were dried and put into a capsule, and hopefully it's a vegetarian capsule, not a gelatin capsule, because that has the sodium lauryl sulfates in it. But uh, if you do this, you'll find out that an astronaut eats pretty well in space just taking in uh, good organic supplements as opposed to cooking meals in space. And so we're capable of living like that. When I was in the military, they'd give us MREs when we went to war and went to the field to, to do exercises. And we learned to eat MREs and, and have the right calories and the right nutrients to uh, maintain good health. So we want to be, get things that give us the right fats, the right omegas, the antioxidants. We want to have plant-based proteins. Remember, broccoli and alfalfa. Alfalfa, a horse lives on its entire life. It doesn't take in ribeyes and, and pork chops and hamburger. And look at the muscles on a, on a horse. And so we've got to learn to choose whole grains, uh, complex carbohydrates uh, and not simple carbohydrates, uh, magnesium-rich foods and calcium-rich foods, all plant-based supplements. And that is the best value that you can get for your health is doing either organic food or plant-based supplements.
1: Well, Al, oh, this is so informative, and I'm just loving it. It's so good to have, uh, you know – a refresh your course and then to learn the details. I hope all of you out there are listening to Al Garcia as he talks to you about becoming a healer in your own home. We'll be right back after this station break.
2: Liberty Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace. One happy listener at a time.
1: This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America, interviewing one of my favorite health advocates, Al Garcia. Al has been sharing with us 11 points of concern and things to note when you are considering being a healer in your own home. The human body is a natural healer. It wants to heal. And when we give it the nutrients and the things that it needs, Al is teaching us, what those 11 predominant factors are in helping you to be a healer in your own, the home of your own body. And Al, we're just about ready to start again and have you jump right in with this very important aspect.
2: Well, you know, love is not an option. We've learned from the universities in raising animals. We've taken chimpanzees and uh, taken the babies away from the chimpanzee mother and put them in cages by themselves in a cage with a picture of the mother in a cage with a um, a chimpanzee doll. And as you know, the one that is left alone uh, has problems right away. The one with the picture has problems next. The one that sits on a a fake uh, animal doll uh feels a little bit of warmth and a little cuddle but no actual touch but of course all babies need their actual mothers okay so uh we need love from all of our family our friends we need to learn to love yourself we need to uh, seek for higher power so who do you think who, who do you need to to be loved from
1: Well, absolutely. All of the above. And you know what, Al? As I listen to you, I think about the quarantining and the isolation and the social distancing and how that is affecting our world today. And we're going to do a whole nother show on social distancing. What does it mean for the elderly? And I just think I'm so grateful you brought this out as this is one of the most important factors well,
2: you're right. All of the above are the answers. But why, why we don't feel love is because we normally have low self-esteem. We've had some abuse or neglect somewhere in our life. And so the way we fix that, even during these quarantine times, is we go uh, and we find a solution. Go ahead to the next slide. The solution would be to, number one, love yourself unconditionally. Unconditional love starts with you. So if you do that and forgive yourself, you can then forgive those uh, that you love because usually most people have all, if you find fault with yourself, you'll find fault with your sister and then your mother and then your father and then your neighbor. But if you've learned to love yourself, you'll find gratitude for your sister and your mother and your father. And you'll accept them for their weaknesses and their shortcomings. And you'll find that when you learn to be of service to others is when you're going to feel the most love in your heart and in your life is, is we're really here to not only serve ourselves and take care of ourselves, but we're here to then uh, turn to take care of others. And that's what makes you feel so great. And so I hope that each of you realize that during the quarantine, these little things like Zooming and writing letters and sending out love in a phone call. Uh, Don't let anything stop you from doing the things that you think will help you to feel the love and share the love that you need to do. It still works just fine.
1: And I love how you have on these slides that you're sharing with me as you're discussing them, uh, accept yourself and and those you love as is. So important that we don't demand people to meet our expectations in order for us to, for them to feel love from us.
2: Now, one of the other factors that we mentioned at the very beginning was that our body needs moderate temperature. This is a violation of health. And this is why you always see the grandmothers wrap up the babies and, and put them in the covers. And when I lived in Germany, Moy, if you, if you saw a child outside in the winter without a hat on, that would be like a Uh, without a hat would be a huge no-no so moderate temperature is so important to maintain if it's cold outside bundle up if it's if it's too hot outside strip down you know it's really important to maintain this optimum body temperature uh, of 98.6 that's the optimum body temperature and so with a thermometer you can always check your body temperature and go ahead the next slide uh, we can always test our own body temperature, and if we have violators of uh, improper temperature, uh, we, we would be too hot or too cold or the inability to regulate. Sometimes people's feet are too cold or whatever. Here's some of the symptoms of an improper temperature. That gray area there would show you when you go from a medical emergency to a medical emergency, hyperthermia versus hypothermia, uh, both of them are dangerous, and so uh, like I said, I always remember the movie, the Titanic, because I thought nobody's going to die. They all have on, they all have on life jackets. They had on their tuxedos and their shoes. There's no way that, the, you know, if that boat tips over, but the water was too cold. They all froze to death. Uh, just jumping in 40 degree water, the body quickly goes to 60 or 70 degrees very quickly. And you can't live in a, a hyper a hypothermia like that. So how do we test it? Simple bo- body thermometer. You've, everybody who's been a mom or dad has done that. So what's the solution? Put on a jacket, get a blanket, take a hot shower or cold shower if you're too uh, hot, jump in a pool if you're too hot. So those are the kind of things we can do. And one of the most important things that I want to share with you is the importance of proper elimination. Wow. Uh, proper elimination is very, very important. How many channels do we have to properly eliminate? Most of Hi. us have five, <laughs> but women have six because they have menstrual cycles. But once uh, you hit um, uh, <laughs> once you hit um, menopause, then we all have five. Okay, so uh, go to the next slide. So we have an intestine that gets rid of waste. Wait urinary system to get rid of waste, lymphatics is getting rid of uh, lymphatic uh, respiration and things like that, respiratory system, carbon dioxide, and skin, sweat, okay, eliminate, we're eliminating sweat. All of these have to be open and working or we're going to have a problem, okay. If any one of them, the damper's shut, we're going to have a problem, and so we got to make sure that we consider all five of those. We have classes on each one of those just so you can Uh, learn a little bit about them. Okay, but here's some uh, violators of improper elimination. Prescription drugs, processed foods, dirty air, not enough exercise, dehydration, and of course I mentioned 56% of all the problems are caused by lifestyle habits. Okay, symptoms of improper elimination would be constipation, UTIs, no sweating, Uh, Removed organs, irregular menstrual cycles, excessive mucus, swollen glands, pain, inflammation. These are symptoms of improper elimination. So what is the solution? Everything from enzymes to getting your body moving, exercise. Did you know that when you exercise and move your body, you create peristaltic contractions in your guts? And your guts will... Uh, train themselves to move waste. If you move proper diet helps a lot of the uh, uh, Fibers and things that you eat uh, Will help you stay hydrated get massage again massage is like exercise. It moves you for yourself reduce stress because stress tightens your body muscles up and get in tune with nature such as sleep cycles and uh, active cycles and things like that Uh, We said light was a, a factor of healing How much light do you need a day?
1: Oh, I would say two hours.
2: Okay, well, all the above is correct, I believe, because we need not only periodic times. Did you know that because we wear so much clothing, we're not quite getting the sunlight our body would really like? You know, that's why we have beach bunnies and people that love to be out on the beach is because they're out there two or three hours on the beach, and they feel the greatest when that sun's hitting them and, and they get it. Now, there is a, a violation of radiation there too, but you do need quite a bit of time occasionally in the, in the sun in order to enjoy uh, good health, vitamin D boosting benefits, and, and be, you, know, you also help your skin to uh, penetrate uh, sunlight and perspire. And when you do wear sunscreen and clothing, uh, your skin won't result in the adequate vitamin D production that it needs. So of course, a lot of people supplement with vitamin D. And so that's another method of doing that is to supplement. But violators would be inadequate light. Uh, People that have night lives and never get sunlight. They go to work, sleep all day. I have a brother that works in the hospitals and he sleeps during the day and goes to work in the evening. And he's in the hospital all night, so he doesn't get that uh, good uh, sunlight that he needs.
0: To Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time.
1: Welcome back to Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant interviewing Al Garcia. Oh, Al, this is so good to just hear all of this. I, I feel like I'm having just... A wonderful meal of information to bring to the forefront. You know, as we quarantine and as we are in our homes, there's so much that we can be doing to take care of ourselves, to do the self-nurturing that we all need. And Al, you were just talking about uh, the symptoms of inadequate light and how important it is that we get out in the sunshine. Can you just share with us a little bit more about that?
2: you notice that we'll, people that have inadequate light or lack of vitamin D, the deficiencies of vitamin D are usually depression, dizzy, muscle pain, hair loss. Uh, we have all kinds of problems when we don't get enough D. Look at what the solution is. Expose your bare skin to the sunlight. If you have to go out in your backyard in a bikini and lay in the sun for 10 minutes and then roll over to the other side for 10 minutes, That will be really, really effective. You can eat good foods high in vitamin D like egg yolks and orange juice and fatty fish, salmon, uh, that kind of fish. I love uh, tuna, cheese, mushrooms, butter. All of these things are high in vitamin D. Or you can take D3 supplements. And uh, I usually take two at a time every single day and, uh, and get those D supplements up there.
1: You so might those are know some that. of the things you can do. You might know that Benjamin Franklin took air baths every day, just naked in his own backyard. That's and that right. just brought back the memory of my mom taking pictures of me as a little baby. She'd say, I gave you a sun bath every day. Yep. So that's so fun. I to try
2: to think. get my wife to do it. She won't go out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Al. There we go. And we're okay. moving right along to genetics.
2: And I want you to know that You know, we're not all born equal. We do have genetic differences, great genetic differences. So if you happen to be born with a genetic deficiency, boy, I'll tell you, I hope you realize that nobody has anything on you. You can do lots about it and you can develop a better quality of life. Yes, better quality of life just because you have a genetic difference. Here's some examples of genetic differences. Uh, you may have two toes that are tied together with skin. You may have one extra toe or an extra finger. But really, that's not going to like totally negate a good quality life. You just have to learn to deal with it. And you realize that today with modern medicine that you can go get these things surgically uh, taken care of and feel completely the same as everybody else. So you have to start looking at what is your constitution, your overall constitution. We all have different strengths. We all have different weaknesses. We all have a different heritage. So once you start having a gratitude for where you're at, they'll start looking into solutions for genetic differences, such as medical assistance, such as supplementation, such as better education. Maybe you have a problem that requires emotional support personal development. I have to learn to uh, learn how to accept myself better. These are all parts of personal development. And so I highly recommend those types of things for people that feel they have a genetic difference.
1: I love that you have included organic nutrition and essential oils as well.
2: Yes, because those things can really help because of how strong and potent they are. They can help people that have a poor immune system or that were born with uh, type one diabetes or they're born with a particular genetic problem that that they have an organ that's not supporting them properly. And so they may have to have some very strong supplementation to overcome that. Then we want you to realize this 11th one is sleep. We must have proper sleep. What do you think is recommended for the average adult to sleep in, in uh, these four
1: choices, A, B, C, or D? Well, you know, I would have said C, six to eight hours. But then, you know, in talking to you and my uh, about my husband and his condition, that you said you need that ninth hour. So I guess dependent on if you have a health concern, you might need a little bit more sleep, right?
2: Well, guess what? You know, I was one time studying what did some of the similarities of billionaires all over the world. You know, you'd think that billionaires would have a commonality of all uh, maybe investing in the right thing, or maybe billionaires would have the commonality of having the, the same education from Harvard or something like that. But the one commonality that was unique to almost all billionaires is they slept nine to 10 hours per day. Wow. Can you believe that? And that, so it was sleep. It
1: surprised me with five to seven. So yeah, with sleep
2: that was the common factor of people who make that kind of money. And so the answer is seven to nine hours. Air Force pilots have been known to become so delirious after three or four days of sleep deprivation that these are the guys that crash their airplanes. Um, so even a single all night impairs driving abilities as much as being drunk. The absolute longest that anyone has voluntarily stayed awake before nodding off is 264 hours or 11 days. That's the record set by Randy Gardner for a high school project in 1965. 11 days without sleep. And he was a vegetable with his eyes open. So don't try it. Just believe me that if you could sleep seven to nine hours a day, you would you would have very good sleep. Um, alertness and feel good and that type of thing. So um, those are some questions that you might want to consider. How long does it take for you to fall asleep? It should only take 10 or 15 minutes after you hit the sheets. Do you have uninterrupted sleep? So your body needs that deep sleep in order to self detox. You, you detox your body when you're asleep. So if you don't sleep very well and you keep getting up every two hours, you probably aren't cleaning your body cells very good. Do you need an alarm to wake up? You're almost always awake before the alarm goes off. So that means that if you set that cycle, that arcadium rhythm of, of knowing what's good for you, you'll wake up before that clock. And how do you feel? Keep a diary of how you feel. If you feel great, then... You're probably getting right. But here's some of the effects of sleep deprivation. Notice that each organ has different uh, symptoms of sleep deprivation. If you have uh, poor sleep, you have an increased rate of heart disease. Uh, If you have um, deep sleep deprivation, you have an increased reaction time uh, of muscle tremors and muscle aches and things like that. So in your brain, you have cognitive impairment and memory loss problems if you don't sleep well, judgment problems, severe yawning, hallucinations, and symptoms of ADHD. Those are all things that happen when people just can't get enough sleep.
1: You know, I look at the impaired immune system, and I think, isn't it amazing that our bodies, when we are sick, our bodies want more sleep. That's where you heal in those sleep cycles.
2: Yep. And some suggestions for these good sleep habits would include going to bed when you're tired. Uh, I've told lots of people that I've consulted with that if you are dealing with a chronic problem that you're trying to fix, you need to get into bed an hour earlier than you've been getting in. You need to follow a routine for bed and wake up times. Every mom knows this with children. Avoid eating two to three hours before bedtime. I have a real hard time with that one because I like to eat uh, something before I go to bed. My wife made me popcorn last night. (laughs) Uh, Engage in regular exercise during the day. That's a very good way to make yourself sleep well is a high activity rate. Uh, Keep the bedroom quiet, dark, and comfortable. My wife has everything completely dark in the room and she falls asleep pretty fast. Turn off electronic devices like TVs and clocks and things like that don't have your phone next to your head put it away or put it on air on air, um, airline. Um, uh, practice relaxation techniques and diffuse essential oils in your room that type of thing so you can supplement that with all kinds of uh, essential oils so that's good. So the last thing I want to mention here Go back to the triangle. Uh, I just want to mention that we are our bodies are a combination of mind, body, and spirit. And in, in the mind, it says the mind is everything. What you think is what you become. Buddha said that. Uh, in the body, Jim Rohn said, "Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live." And um, Marianne Williamson said spiritually that the spiritual path is simply the journey of living our lives. Everyone is on a spiritual path, but most people just don't know they're on a spiritual path. So it's either wellness or oneness. So thank you for uh, taking the time to listen to us and, and consider some of these 11 points of uh, natural healing. Uh, Karen, I'll turn it back to you.
1: Oh, Al, you know what? I'm so grateful for this. I think this is a wonderful show today. I think that, you know, this morning as I woke up, I have to admit that I look forward to talking to you today and having this this show, but it's been a little different to go Christmas shopping with masks on and not see people's smiles and have people say, hey, could you back up a little, you're a little too close, and you know, just the, the things that are going on, and I just want you to know that we, if you are suffering from any kind of low-grade Uh, discouragement or depression and you're thinking I should be happy it's Christmas I should be happy it's the holidays I just want to urge you to to really take all of this into consideration to up your game at self-nurturing all of these things are self-nurturing things and you can do this in such a loving way in, I think of the the greatest commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. And if we do not take the time to love and nurture ourselves, we're not going to have a full vessel. We're going to be too tired to be thinking about what we can do for anybody else. So Al, thank you. We will do this again. You have so much to share with our listening audience. So let everybody know, uh, it's just a couple days before Christmas 2020. Thank you, Al, for being with me. Merry
2: Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year. And we will have a better 2021.
1: We will. And we are going to share more exciting things to do to help yourself with Al Garcia in the days to come.